Hey guys, welcome to Pursuing Jesus Podcast. This is episode 17, and this one's titled How to Pray. Now, this might sound silly to you, but believe it or not, there's quite a few people who really don't know how to pray, how to seek Jesus, how to pursue Him, and that's what this whole podcast is about. And one of the ways we pursue Him is through prayer, and so we're going to get into that today. First, as always, I want to thank you for listening, and listen, it's because of you that we are reaching so many people. The more you listen, the more you like and share and follow and all those things, the more traction we get, the more people hear the podcast, the more people get free. And that's amazing because this podcast is also free. It doesn't cost anyone anything to listen to this. And so I'm so thankful to be able to put out this content. And listen, the way that we do this is because this is what I do full time. I make content for Jesus. I preach. I travel and I speak and I and I make videos and I do all these things because I'm in full-time ministry as an unpaid missionary. Some of you may or may not have known that. And the way that we support ourselves is by having monthly donors and monthly partners, people who literally come alongside us and say, we will help carry the load of your financial responsibilities. And so the way our rent gets paid, our food, everything is because of you guys. And we have been so blessed and so thankful for all of you that have partnered with us. And I want to let you know that we are inviting people to partner with us with a small gift of just $5 a month. That is a cup of coffee a month. And so we're asking if you don't partner with us and you like what you hear, you love the content that we put out, you want to support us, maybe you don't have anywhere to support um, consider supporting us. Would you pray about it? See if the Lord will lead you. If not, please continue to enjoy all of our content for free and just pray for us. We need your prayers more than anything. But we were originally calling for 100 partners to give $5 a month as we begin to travel more this year and put out more content and do more things. We were upping our ministry budget just a little bit. You know, I have 30 trips planned this year. And we do not ask for payment. We don't ask churches to pay for us. We feel like, hey, when I am called to go somewhere, I will provide my own way there. And if they want to reimburse or take an offering, that's totally up to them. But I never want someone to have to pay to bring me out. Um, and that's just a personal conviction that I have. But to be able to do that, we have to have monthly partners. And so we have about uh, 15 people that have signed up so far. We have room for 85 more um, or 25 people who want to give $20 a month. It's really up to you. But again, a simple donation of $5 a month, either through the podcast itself, which is if you go to the description, it'll say support this podcast, or you can go to my website, shanewinnings.com and click give. Now, if you want to help us keep reaching more people, make sure you follow the podcast, you share it, all that stuff. Turn on the bell and notifications so you don't miss an episode. And yeah, I think that's about it for the intro. Let's get into this. Now, prayer life, it should be a healthy balance. More importantly than, than just trying to balance your prayer life should be being led by the Spirit. Now, if you don't know how to listen to the Spirit, I've done some talks on that. I think I need to do a podcast on how to hear the voice of God. I think some of my previous episodes, I talk about that. But being led by the Spirit is more important than trying to be balanced. Because your idea of balance might be different than His. Holy Spirit might be looking at the season you're going through, or your whole life in general, as to what you need to pray now. And if you're not listening to the Holy Spirit and you pray your own way, you might be missing out on something that God wants you to focus on. And I'll tell you that I've had months 
where I knew, man, all I'm supposed to pray is the truth of God's word over myself. Just bury that truth in there. Just drive it in so that that's what I become. But for those of you who maybe, you, you know, you don't have a very robust prayer life, not a very dynamic prayer life, I want to give you something that can really help. Um, it's called tacos. Now, I wish I could give you a real taco because I love tacos, and I actually want that for dinner tonight now that I'm talking about this, and dinner's in an hour, so maybe I can get my wife to... Well, there's not much convincing in the realm of tacos. She loves them. Anyways, I digress from that. Tacos is an acronym, and it stands for this. Thanksgiving, adoration, confession, others, and self. So if you've been looking for a way to kind of ramp up your prayer life or wonder, man, I maybe I'm not praying the right way or I'm not focusing or whatever, this could really help. So so what is it? Let's break it down. And this won't be a long podcast, but I believe it will help you. First, we have Thanksgiving, thanking God for what he's done. You know, the Bible says that we enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. So there's something about entering into the presence of God and thanksgiving is the first thing that we do. And even in Romans, it's talking about these people who are so sinful and turn their backs on God. And it, it says this comment in there. It says, and they were not thankful. They did not give thanks. And so it's so key. It's so important that we maintain a posture of thankfulness and of thanksgiving towards God. And so you can pray and just spend, maybe maybe you want to run through tacos you know, every day or something like that. I'm not sure. Ask the Lord what he wants you to do and let the spirit lead you as you pray. Don't give your, just don't say, Hey, I'm going to do each one for five minutes. Just say, Hey, I'm going to start running through this. And as the Lord leads, whatever I feel like I should pray or whatever I'm thinking, I'm just going to go with that. But, but start out with Thanksgiving, no matter what I'm doing, I always start with these first two, which is Thanksgiving. And I'll get to the next one in a minute. And that's thanking God for what he's done. Even in the Old Testament, you know, it was all about setting up these pillars that were a remembrance or or remembering what God did. Even in the Psalms, when David or whoever the psalmist is at the time is having a a tough time, they look back on what God has done. And so it's just saying, Lord, thank you. Thank you for, for giving me life. Thank you for you know, pulling me out of darkness and putting me into your light, putting your light inside of me. Thank you for giving me brand new life. Thank you for, you know, this job that I prayed for that I have now. Thank you. And it's just thanking God. That's all it is. And it's amazing what happens to your heart when you begin to think. You know, even as a community, my mission group, we make it a priority to be thankful and to thank each other and to just give thanks and, and share what we're thankful for many times while we meet. And the the heart posture of our team has really tenderized more and more and more as we do this. So that is the T, Thanksgiving. A is adoration. Now, this is different. You're like, Thanksgiving, adoration. Okay, what is that? Adoration is just adoring God for who he is. So it's telling God who he is. It's ministering to his heart. Lord, you're faithful. You are worthy of all praise. You you are beautiful, Lord. You are glorious. You are seated high and you're lifted up. And Jesus, you are the redeemer. You're my rescuer. You are my help, God. You are my hiding place. It's just telling God who he is. He is. You're the one that I run to when I'm in need. You're the one who fills my cup. You're the one. You're the one. You are. It's these statements towards God where you're not only ministering to God and and loving on him, 
but you are reminding yourself of who God is, and that's really important, especially as you walk through trials and tribulations and obstacles and stuff like that. If you're going through a fire, a lot of times the fire can try to seem bigger than God. And when you get in the prayer closet, when you get alone with him, and you begin to tell God who he is, and you're reminding yourself who God is, it's incredible how small those fires can seem. Next is the C, confession. So I said I do the first two every day, multiple times. Throughout the day, I'm thanking God for what he's done. I'm adoring him for who he is. C is confession. And you know what? You might not need to confess every day and praise God, you know, if you're just walking in truth and you're not willfully stepping into sin. But there might be times when you need to confess. And the Bible says to confess your sins to the Lord, you know. Um, Now, listen, I have a belief that when we confess our sins to the Lord as as when we're not born again, I'm trying to like word what I'm going to say here. When we are not born again, when we don't belong to God, we need to confess our sins. And to confess actually means to say the same thing. So God says you're a sinner and the wages of sin is death and all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. And you need to be born again to be forgiven. You need the blood of Jesus. To confess is to say, yes, God, you are right. I have sinned. I have fallen short of the glory of God. I need you, Jesus. I need your forgiveness. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. That is confession. I believe when you do that, the Bible is true. He removes your sin entirely. All of your sin is forgiven and forgotten at that point. Okay? So you are always in the presence of God. He doesn't hold your sin against you. He doesn't keep a record of wrongs because you've been forgiven. So if it's 30 years after you've been born again, you're still forgiven. But when we sin or when we miss it or when whatever, it's powerful to come and confess to the Lord so that you can be healed, so that you can, you can have a clear conscience. It's not confessing because you need God to forgive you. It's confessing because you want to be straight up with God. You want to open your heart to God. You want to let him know that you're not trying to hide anything. Listen, we can't hide anything from God anyways. Everything is exposed. But it is powerful to posture your heart to a place of confession where you say, Lord, I I did this. And the Bible actually tells us to repent which means to change the way you think, to think a way you've never thought before. It says that regret leads to death, but godly sorrow leads to repentance. And so as a Christian, when we sin, it really hurts. And it makes us feel horrible because we've been made righteous because of Jesus Christ. And so we don't like to sin. And so when we miss it, it makes us feel bad. And that godly sorrow leads us to change and say, Lord, I hate the way I feel right now. I don't want to do this anymore. I hate that I missed it. Lord, please help me to to walk in your truth and walk in your love and walk in your light. Walk according to your laws. Thank you for loving me. Thank you that you've already forgiven me. I confess, Lord, I have done this thing, and I thank you that you don't hold it against me. Your love has removed all of my sin. Jesus, your blood has washed it away, and I am still holy and blameless and righteous in your sight because of your sacrifice. Thank you, God. That's how I would confess. My confession is tied in with the repentance to say, Lord, I've done this thing, but I thank you that you've already forgiven me. Now, you, I'm, I might need to break this down further later, but I don't ask God for forgiveness anymore because I've already been forgiven. I have had all of my sins removed because of the blood of Jesus. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away 
the sin of the world. And so when my sins are removed, then I don't need to ask forgiveness for them anymore, but I do confess them to the Lord and I repent and I say, Lord, I do not want to do this. I don't want to live this way. I don't, whatever it is, I confess and I repent. And so that is part of tacos. C is for confession. O is for others. This can also be labeled intercession, but tacos is way better than tacos. So O, others. And interceding is simply just praying for other people. You could be praying for your family. You could be praying for those at your work, at your school. You could be praying not just for people, but for places or ministries. God bless this church, bless this organization, bless, um, you know, bless my state, bless the government. Lord, show your face to those in charge and leadership. Bless these companies. I mean, you can, you're just praying for others. And that one's pretty self-explanatory. And the last one is self. S is for self. Now, this isn't what you think. Honestly, most people's prayer life is self. And I don't say that in a mean way. I say that to say, maybe you didn't know. And a lot of people, I remember when I was not born again, but I grew up in the church and I would constantly just pray, God, help me, help me to have a better day. Help me to, to do a good job today at my job and help, you know, help everything to just go well and smooth. And, you know, I'd pray if the weather was going to be bad, Lord, please help the weather to be better. All of this stuff is selfish in nature. It's for my benefit. It's for me. This isn't what the self in tacos is about. And I pray this self every day, and I've done it for over six years, and it has really helped me grow in my identity. When I pray for self, I am praying the truth of God's word over myself. I am edifying myself, which Paul talks about. I am building myself up in the faith. And so I'm saying, God, thank you that you love me. You love me, Lord. You chose me before the foundation of the world. You formed me. Lord, all of my days were written in your book before they ever came to be. You know when I rise and when I go to sleep. You know everything about me. You know all the hairs on my head. You know my comings and goings. Father, you have made me holy, righteous, and blameless in the sight of God because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Thanks for loving me, God. I am the, uh, I'm the clay and you're the potter and you're shaping me and you're molding me to look like your son because your word says that I'm being formed into the image of your son. Thank you for making me look more like Jesus every day. God, there was a day when I totally lived for myself. I looked nothing like Jesus. I didn't even care about sin. And now, God, I thank you. You've put a heart of righteousness inside of me, a heart of flesh for a heart of stone that I once had. You've made me so new and you've made me love your law. And, and guys, I just pray like that. Now, what helps me pray like that is I know what the Bible says about me, and, and reading your Bible is so important every day, and I just did a podcast on how to read your Bible, and you know, check that one out. That could help you, but it's important to know the Word so that you can pray the Word over yourself so that you become the Word, and so that's what self is, and I actually wrote a devotional that really helps you do that. It's called I Will Always Overcome. It's a nine-week devotional, and every single day ends in a prayer. There's a verse, a scripture breakdown, and an application to your daily life, and then there's a prayer. But it's not just a regular prayer. It's a prayer like I just prayed. And I'm, one, teaching you how to pray, but two, I'm, I, I instruct you in the book to pray out loud. You are declaring things over yourself. And after nine weeks, it's been scientifically proven that you will rewire your brain. So the Bible says to renew your mind, and when you read my devotional and you pray out loud for nine weeks— 
um, you will reprogram your mind. So it's so important. It's so amazing. Check it out on Amazon if you want to. It's only $10. It's available paperback and ebook. It's called I Will Always Overcome. You can also buy it on my website, shanewinnings.com. Listen, thanks for joining today. I know it was short, but I hope that it really helped. And uh, if you were encouraged by this or if you learned something, would you consider sharing it? Send it to family. Send it to a friend. Post it on your social media. And what really helps us reach more people is if you like the podcast or uh, leave a review and a rating on Apple. It really helps if you leave a written review, if you feel led, and rate us with whatever rating you feel is necessary between one through five stars. If you rate on Spotify and Apple, it really helps boost us through their algorithm to reach more people. But I- I'm just so thankful for all you guys listening. And uh, yeah, I'm amazed by how many people have listened to this and are blessed by it. We're blown away by the comments every day. So thank you. I already mentioned my book. You can check that out on my website. I want to tell you about Faith International University quickly. Faith International University is an incredible Christian college. You can finish a degree there. You can start a degree there. They have bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees, and it's accredited. Now, here's one of the best things. You can go to school at your own pace. You can go to class when you're free throughout the week. You can get your homework done or your assignments whenever you need to, as long as it's done by the end of the week. It really is perfect for you who are busy and have a lot of things going on and can't devote a ton of time at once to sit down. Maybe you need to break it up. This could be the school for you. Check it out at faithiu.edu. On September 3rd, there is a historic stadium gathering happening in Frisco, Texas with my mission group, One Voice Student Missions, with Lou Engel of The Call, who once gathered almost half a million people at the National Mall in D.C., and with Upper Room Church. We are calling on 50,000 youth and parents to come gather. I'm calling on 1,000 per state. I believe we can do it. You can register at events.genzforjesus.com. It's going to be amazing, and it's free. It's totally free. Why are we meeting? Because 60 years ago, the courts, in a case called Engel vs. Vital, they took God out of schools. They removed prayer from schools. Did you know that kids used to pray a 22-word prayer every day before school started, blessing their, their parents, blessing their teachers, blessing the government, and they removed it from schools? We are contending that God will be brought back into schools, that prayer will be back in schools, and that we truly will be a nation under God, and we are going after Gen Z and parents. So will you join us? You can follow me on social media at Shane.Winnings. I only have one account, Shane.Winnings, or on YouTube at ShaneWinnings. And finally, I'm going to pray for healing like I always do. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for this person listening. I pray, God, that any sickness pain or limitation that they are dealing with would leave now in Jesus name I thank you God that it's by your power it's not even my prayer it's not my power it's your power God and I ask you to touch this person listening right now by your Holy Spirit and burn out every bit of sickness every bit of pain that they would be healed in Jesus name amen God bless you guys and we'll see you next time